0: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spectators Podcast. My name is Julian. I'm here with Brooklyn. It's episode 186. I know we missed last week, but we are back. We are bike, ready to go. Third round of the NBA playoffs are upon us. We had some fantastic matchups. One of them went to seven. The others all went to six. So, really good series. There was no sweeps. It was a good time over here in the second round. And now Mm -hmm. we are left with a rematch on both sides of the bubble playoffs as the narrative has been going around on twitter that the bubble was not a fluke although i never thought it was to begin with anyway my name is Julian Brooklyn how are you doing today
1: i'm doing good bro i'm doing good like you said playoffs are heating up uh it sucks we missed a week but you know we always come back we, we always, always come back, back. you you never you never stray too far from us and, no. and and that's what we love but uh yeah i mean i'm i'm doing good i i took a little uh, breather the last couple days we've been busy yeah. I, I watched a little movie i felt like i haven't sat down and watched, watched the movie me. at home in a while but i actually checked out uh air the that, that new movie about mj oh okay. it was actually good yeah I, i've
0: heard good things about it
1: yeah it was actually really good i, I saw it was on uh prime so i was like huh, well why not okay Enjoy enjoyed it
0: I'm happy they released it like now and not like two years ago because if they released it like closer to the pandemic, I would have been Michael Jordan out, which is crazy because he wasn't even playing anymore. But with uh, his 40 part documentary that we got, it was, yeah. uh, it was exhausting. F- so. Funny
1: thing about this movie. And I mean, it's not a spoiler and nothing's a spoiler for this because we, we all know how we the story know. goes. Yeah. Um, The guy they had playing Jordan was not shown in the movie at all. Like they did that classic Disney parent thing where they just don't show the face the whole movie it was so jordan's
0: just not in the movie
1: no it it's not a jordan movie at all it is strictly about nike making the shoes and like the the business side um working with the parents Uh, that's it that
0: sounds like something i'd like to see because uh as you know and as some of you guys listening though we used to have another podcast that's i guess pseudo Related to the spectators at this point, not another sneaker podcast. Shout out to Jake Willard. Um, That would be a great movie that uh, I would love to watch with him at some point. I'm
1: sure he's seen it now, but, you know. Yeah, definitely check it out. Okay. It's cool. I think you'll like it.
0: we Will do, we will do. Um, You know, on the topic of Michael Jordan, let's just get right into it. The playoffs mm-hmm. have been great, and Michael Jordan's potentially illegitimate an unknown son, Jimmy Butler, has been absolutely balling.
1: <laughs> He's been absolutely balling.
0: Uh, he definitely took a step down in this series versus the Knicks, as that would typically go as a much better defensive team, and they had like adjustments get made at some points, uh, as opposed to the Bucks. But uh, Jimmy was definitely uh, still prevalent. And this Heat team, although I still think that they're pretty significantly less talented than, like, the Knicks and the Bucks, um, just kind of go to show that Spolstra is just maybe the best coach in the league.
1: Yeah. Shout-out Spol. Like, he's bringing this quirky group together and making stuff happen, and you got to respect it. You got to respect it because you go from a guy who is just, like – the media film dude back in the day for Pat Riley gets a gets a coaching job you you get LeBron and and that big three you go ahead and win some chips and it's like okay cool but mm-hmm. is, it, is it is it you or is it them now yeah now he he putting it on his back and it's like nah dude, this is me this, this is me and I'm, and it's I'm the, crazy... man for the job
0: it's crazy too I saw a graphic um because the Celtics also won so they're gonna be playing the Celtics in the conference mm-hmm. finals now. And it was pretty much like for the last 15-20 years, every conference final besides the ones with obviously LeBron where he was just dominating um, in Cleveland has the Heat and the Celtics. Every single one. Mm. And It's like and you know, there's the there's the one with the 76ers and and the Raptors. That's like an oddball. Uh and there's a couple other oddballs out there like uh yeah. Atlanta was in one. That's just still crazy to me. (laughs) The Hawks really almost went to a final. That's disgusting. But (laughs) like, it's not not happening anytime soon. (laughs) No, 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 no. And there's a couple (laughs) oddballs out there, but for the most part, for the better part of our lives, uh, the East has kind of just run through the Celtics and/or the Heat, and a lot of that goes to Coach Spo because he's been there pretty much the entire time um, that this has been a thing. So he's one of the better coaches in the league. He did beat two coaches. On the way to this conference final, that one Coach of the Year, but Spolster has never done it. So I think that's kind of a funny thing. goes to yeah. show that um, those awards don't really mean a whole lot. And a uh, shout-out to the Heat, man. They, they played really hard in this series. I, I don't think they played great basketball either. And I really, really would be shocked, confused, led astray if they beat this Celtics team. But stranger things yeah. have happened.
1: I, I can't see a world that they do beat the Celtics and I felt a lot more confident that the heat would have been able to make a run if the 76ers yeah yeah were, we're playing them it's it's tough now because I mean you you even see what Tatum did last night yeah. or what's the last night yeah the it was day last before night. yeah last, last, last night. night 51 yeah. 51 Insane. most than a game
0: seven ever by anybody
1: ever. The list of okay. guys that
0: have scored fifty are very small.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm I'm not expecting him to go ahead and do that again, but if that's in his back pocket, yeah. dude, you better hope Jim <laughs> Jimmy's going crazy and doing the same thing, because you you guys are gonna have a problem.
0: It's gonna It's definitely gonna be a problem too, and you know, the um, you know. The Heat lose Tyler Hero. They still start chugging along and all that. They're getting great contributions out of Gabe Vincent. And uh Kyle great. Lowry just like remembered that he knows how to play basketball. It's actually kinda crazy. That dude was pretty abysmal all regular season. And he looks like yeah. a very quality like player right now. And it's just like, where did th- <laughs> where did this come from? So mm-hmm. shout out to uh shout out to Kyle. How are you thinking this series goes? And I mean, before actually, hold on. Before we do that, let's backpedal a step. We did just get a game seven and a seven game series. The best series of all of them that just happened in the second round with the Celtics and the 76ers. Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid got his MVP, I think, during game two or game three. I don't remember. Yeah, I think game three, the first game in Philly. So game three, he got his MVP. He did win it. I don't think he should have won it. I always thought it was a Jokic award this year. He was the best yeah, player in the league. I didn't really think it was close. Voter fatigue is a thing. People are looking at dominance as a factor. And I do think that kind of stemmed, like, it's it, there's a truth to it a little bit. Dominance definitely matters. But dominance clearly comes and goes, right? And with the way that Joel yeah. Embiid played in this playoffs when he was healthy, and who knows if he's even healthy, uh, but that's a classic Joel Embiid thing. And maybe that's what hindered him, right? The way that he played offense and tried to produce offensively was completely night and day from the way that he was playing in the regular season. He was taking the ball at the, at the block, making plays happen, backing down smaller guys, kicking it out whenever he was getting doubled, if he didn't feel like he had a good advantage. And he was creating the offense through himself all season long. Mm-hmm. And that's why he led the league in scoring this year. He wound up winning the MVP because he led the league in scoring. He was pretty, pretty yeah. darn efficient as well. And then he comes into this series and he's just not very good when he's healthy. Uh, there's, there's no other way to put it. Twenty-three point seven points per game is a very significant drop off from what he did in the regular season. Seventeen point nine percent three point shooting and only two and a, two and a half assists. Joel Embiid gets assists as a big man because of the doubles that he draws in. He's an efficient shooter. Uh, not not a great three point shooter by any means, but he's a good three yeah, he point. He could pull shooter. it. Yeah,
1: he could pull he's it. He's a good one. 17.9%. Like
0: exactly. Yeah. And it becomes really hard when Philly all season long has created this offense where it's like the Joel Embiid offense and it's predicated on the way that he plays. And then we get into the playoffs, the lights get too bright, and now you're changing the way that you play for whatever reason. They're lucky they brought this to Game 7 realistically because the way that he performed for the most part was just not up to snuff. It took some superhuman efforts out of James Harden going deep in his back to even get them to their wins. And then obviously he was really, really bad. Harden was terrible in some of the games. And
1: and, and that that's another thing with Harden because it's Game 7. You're yeah. scoring 9 points? 9 points with 6 rebounds? Like, you you almost had a triple double but it was going to be the the, the yeah. most like Draymond Green type triple double ever yeah it's like 9 points All you're supposed to be the counterpart yeah. to 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 Joel like this is why you guys could have made things work that that's a Batman and Robin that is scary we said when Harden got traded there like that was a duo that is scary as hell
0: yeah. And the problem is too, like oh, yeah. if Harden only scores nine, that's fine. But when Harden becomes inefficient, it gets really tough. 27.3% from the yeah, field. Not great. And you want to hear kind of a sad thing too. So James Harden has played in quite a bit of game sevens in his career. He is a 36% shooter in all of the game sevens in his career. 36%. Crazy. That is just not good enough. And, it, it, It's a narrative that I really don't like in basketball particularly where we say, like, this guy sucks in the playoffs. This guy's not clutching the playoffs. The moment's too big for this guy in the playoffs. But, like, when you look at these guys and they do these things, like another guy we'll talk about in a minute
1: mm-hmm. on the other side. I'm, I'm, oh, no, I'm talking the same side. Oh, well, I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. plenty. Oh, yeah, we'll get to him too. But, um,
0: like... <laughs> <laughs> There's just some like for whatever reason, just some guys just aren't good. And um, yeah, you will go ahead and tell me about the other guy because I got his numbers lined up right here. I'm looking right at him.
1: Well, 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 let's just go ahead and talk about the the ringleader of this whole thing. And, and maybe why they everybody just loses their superpowers in game seven. Doc Rivers. Mr. Mm, 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 mm. Last five game sevens have been a loss. Nope. 2015, 17, 2020, 2021, and 2023. Disgusting! You're six and ten in game sevens. Under 500. Under 500.
0: The worst and part This too, one
1: was just a collapse. This was not good.
0: This was not good. They lost by 30. They lost by 30. And I mean, granted, this was like a little bit less of a coaching thing. Um, just the players didn't shoot well at all today, and that kind of happens. But. To get it's on the coach at times when you continuously get to game sevens. Getting to game sevens is a coaching malpractice. If you continuously do it, that means you cannot put series away. That means you don't know how to adjust. That means you don't know how to counteract adjustments made against you. And here's how you know this Doc Rivers has coached seven, seven teams. That have blown a three one or a three two lead in a series. Seven. By far the most. There's not another coach that has more than two.
1: Well, he has the most blown series leads in NBA history. Seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah. Three one or three twos. Yeah, you want you want me to go through this whole whole list?
0: Yeah, because I'm down. This is a Doc Rivers hate club right now. That's what so, this is.
1: Back when he coached Orlando he ain't have that magic in him. 2003, 3 1, blown series. Boston, 2005, 1 0. Okay, fine, whatever. But, 09, 3 2. 2010, 3 2. 2012, 3 2. All series leads blown. With the Clippers, 14, 1 0. Again, whatever. Cool. Yeah. 2015, 3 1. 16, 2 0. 17 2 1, 20, 20, 3 1. Mm. And then now with Philly, 2021, 20, you got a 2 1 lead, and then 2023, 20, 3 2 lead. Every single one of those have been blown. Again, it's on him. He's not on the court. He's not on the court. You look at the players, but at the same time, you're the coach. There is no way, game to game, you're not making adjustments to save your guys out there.
0: He doesn't make him. He doesn't make but him there's no way. He doesn't make him. And it's it's so sad. And this is how you know it's on his fault too. We went over to somebody's stream the other day. It's really funny. There are upwards of twenty. You can go through his, his basketball reference and look at all the players he's coached. There are mm-hmm. upwards of twenty. That's almost two complete NBA rosters worth of players that are either in the Hall of Fame or should be in the Hall of Fame that he has coached in his career. 20. Crazy. And he has won a singular championship that had four Hall of Famers on it. And blown all these leads and all those. Doc Rivers is potentially the worst coach in the league. He might be, and it's this is a t- bad take, really, because obviously a bad coach would never even win games and get to the playoffs and all this stuff. But when it comes down to winning and getting your team to win a championship and a coach that you want to coach a unit of players, Doc Rivers might be the bottom of the list that I would pick from and one of the worst coaches in NBA history. Because coaching, when you have the talent that he's had with over – 20 Hall of Famers over your career and had such an esteemed career as the way he does. People talk about Doc Rivers like he's prime Popovich. No. It, it, it's just incredibly blinded. And the fact that he still has a job on this Monday at 142 is insane. I no. completely expect him to lose his job in the next coming days.
1: And if he gets another job, that's He should it's not ever happen, coach another game it's, in it's the NBA. Be crazy. Ever. Because I again ever. he he's a great Regular season coach, and that and that's cool, but at the end of the day, what is being a good regular season coach? Like that—that's just off the strength of you having a good team that's getting you to the playoffs. To be a good coach, you gotta win in the playoffs, and he's just not a good coach. I mean, look at again, it's, go back to Spolstra. Look at Spolstra—they
0: barely made the playoffs. They were a play-in team that got the eight seed. That means they lost yeah. their first play-in game, and. Yeah. He's a great coach. He makes adjustments. He knows the matchups and he figures out ways to win two series. Now he's an eight seed in the conference finals. That's insane. And yeah. that's what good coaches do. This The Heat team has way less talent than Philly. Jimmy Butler will never and has never been an MVP type of a guy. Jimmy Butler is nowhere near the player that Joel Embiid is. Yet here we are in the playoffs and he's either out Getting out, coach, to put himself in a position to be that great player, or just wants it more. I don't know. That's a Joel Embiid question. I I don't think there's a want it in Joel. I just don't know what it is. But you know,
1: yeah, jo- Joel's because he he got past all the immaturity that we saw early in his career. Now now it's just a matter of like like you mentioned earlier, was he healthy? Was that what really? Nobody's I healthy don't know. now,
0: though. Nobody's healthy, man.
1: Yeah, but again, when you're you're injury ridden big man like that, it's yeah, it's even sure. harder because it, you is. you get that type of in- injury for a, a smaller body. Like you might come back and be able to deal with it, but yeah. when you got close <laughs> close to two fifty, three hundred pounds on whatever is hurting you, like eh. it's,
0: it's definitely tough. Um, I do want to switch right quick back to the other series just to, to throw my hate out. Uh, Julius uh-huh. Randle, you're a bum in the playoffs, an absolute shell of yourself. You're a fantastic player. The growth you've made over the years is amazing. You're a great dude. I'm happy for all the success you made, all-NBA, couple-time All-Star. In the playoffs, you become a shell of yourself. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know what it is, but it is absolutely abhorrent three for 14 one for seven from three three turnovers in a game six that you must win to push a game seven is unacceptable and I hope you feel bad about that one I know there's a lot of Knicks fans giving you slack and trades and all this and that and the other thing which I don't fully disagree with but like that is not a performance that you could be putting up when you already haven't played great this playoffs to begin with so
1: and, and in playoffs in the past,
0: and in playoffs in the past, so,
1: <laughs> Get so right. it, it's not it's not a one off thing. If it happens for a series, it's like okay.
0: I mean, he had, he's had two series. He hasn't played well pretty much at all outside of like three games total of the of the eleven they played. And <laughs>
1: sorry, dude, like, not great. It's not, it's not great. great. So, um, but at the same time, everybody around him wasn't that great either hey, for for that Jal- closeout Jal- game. Jalen
0: Brunson was. Maybe he was phenomenal. Jalen Brunson phenomenal. might have been the second best player in these playoffs, maybe third. Uh he, he's just been fantastic. And there's uh, he yeah. is a bona fide superstar. If you didn't think so before he got this contract, the season solidified it and this playoffs solidified it. He is a superstar in this league.
1: Yeah. But for that uh closeout game, he had 14 made field goals. I don't even think the rest of the team combined for 14. No, they didn't. They had 13. Mm.
0: Jalen had 41 points. The Knicks only scored 92. Yeah,
1: because RJ had, he went one for 10. Yeah,
0: it was bad. It, it was bad. It wasn't just Julius, but Julius has to get it because other guys had shown little spurts of greatness during the series, and uh, Julius really didn't. So.
1: Yeah, it, it's been consistent, and again, this isn't the first time that this happened, and you're supposed to be the guy. Yeah. It's not supposed to be Jalen. It's supposed no, to be you. It's supposed
0: to be Julius and Jalen, but it's Jalen you know. and Jalen. Somebody else, please. Anybody. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so, shout out to Jalen. but it's uh, not great. Julius is one of this, uh, this playoffs losers in general, as sad as it is. But the Knicks had a great season. Second round was not expected out of them, so snaps for all. Uh, Celtics, Heat. We're both going Celtics here, right? I'm saying Celtics in six. I'll give the Heat two wins at home. But, um...
1: I... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I would love the Heat to pull this out because everybody knows my hatred for the Celtics. Oh, I can't stand it,
0: but I hate both of these teams. <laughs> it don't matter to me.
1: I, I don't got any, like, true, true beef with the Heat, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and say they're going to do it because I don't think they will. I would love them to, though. So, yeah, Celtics and six. I think Feels that's right. fair. Feels right. I, I wouldn't be surprised about five, though, because, again, it, it's it's cool for the Cinderella and they've been they've been doing it. And shout out to the Heat and the Lakers for proving all of our arguments to be false this year about the play in. Yeah, because here we are with, <laughs> with two play in teams and it, it's cool to see. I still hate the play in. Get rid of it. Because yeah, still this, sucks. Well, these
0: teams still would have made it anyway. So it's not like that changed anything. It's not like it was a nine or ten seed. Like. Yeah, you know, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, if Tatum's playing this way, they're not beatable period. And, um, the Celtics are a much better shooting team than the Knicks. And these games with the Knicks were still way too close, despite some guys playing way better than they probably should have. So if the the Celtics shoot 40% at any point in the series, they probably win that game. And that's probably going to be most of the game. So it's a little kind of a tough matchup for them. Switch it over to the West. We've already slandered some guys. Mm-hmm. Who am I going after first?
1: Uh, You know who you're going after.
0: No, I, think, I don't think you know who I'm going after first. Jordan Poole, that's who I'm going after first.
1: <laughs> that's who I'm going after first. I know who you thought I was. No, 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 no.
0: Because Jordan Poole did a cardinal sin in my world. You know what that sin is? What's up? Proving Draymond Green right. is a cardinal (laughs) sin in my eyes. Draymond Green didn't Uh, want Jordan Poole to get this extension. He didn't appreciate Jordan Poole. He doesn't think he's that good. He punched him in practice preseason. All for Jordan Poole all year to have the most up-and-down season ever. He didn't play particularly well really at all all season, but he had some fantastic games whenever there was an attractive woman in the stands. And he comes into this playoffs. 13 games, plays 22 minutes a game, only puts up 10 a game as a starter that is pitiful as a guy who's supposed yeah. to be really your second option. Um, I know Clay is obviously still, obviously still there, but Jordan Poole is a creator. He's able to create his own shot, also catch and shoot, get to the bucket. Like That's really your second option when you want offense created through a guy, right? Mm-hmm. To shoot 34% from the field, and not only were you only shooting 34%, but all your misses were horrible misses. Transition off a, of, like, the, the Warriors would get a bucket scored on them. He would push transition, put up a bad shot. Nobody was there for the board. He wouldn't go after the board himself. And then the Lakers go down the court, easy bucket, and all of a sudden it's a six-point swing because you just decided to throw up a shot within the first three seconds of a shot clock and make bad offense. He wasn't very mm-hmm. good. I hated it. And I hope he feels like he might get traded because there's plenty of teams that would like a Jordan Poole type guy. I know he's making a lot of money. I don't see a world where him and Draymond are both on this team next year. And although Draymond's the easier guy to get rid of because he's an unrestricted free agent, Jordan Poole is just not the guy the Warriors signed to the deal. He's just not him. He's not that guy. And that's okay. But, again, this is a number two and at worst number three option on this Warriors team. And he was pretty pitiful for a majority of this, not only postseason, but season. The whole year. So, Jordan Poole, you are today's biggest loser for me. Actually no, it's Doc
1: Rivers, but you know it's definitely Doc. But Jordan is right there behind him. Yeah, man. Like, what else can
0: you expect Steph to do? Like, Steph had one bad game really in this in this series against the Lakers, and you know the Lakers just dominated them in Game Six. Like, just just took it to him, and bad shooting. Clay Thompson wasn't particularly good. He vanished in Game Six, which is. Clay gets this game six clay rep and he's never been like fantastic in every game six. He just had that one where he just decided to become Jesus Christ himself (laughs) and just float and walk on water and just like close his eyes and hit threes against the thunder. And I was like, as KD would put a spiritual experience, that was crazy. But like, People thought this series was going to be easily won by the Warriors because of the way they shoot and their offense. They wouldn't have to go after AD and they could just make the threes that they make, spread the ball out, and score pretty easily. And they weren't able to do that at all. It's because everybody else besides Steph couldn't score. Yeah. I don't think it's over for the Warriors, though. I think the Warriors could make a move or two. However, they wind up going about it. I know they're going to have to move like a Jordan pool or like make free up some money to make this happen. But they're pretty close to being, again, contenders. I know their season wasn't great this year. Steve Curry even said after they lost the series, like, I think this is about where this team could have gotten. Like there wasn't left much left in the tank. Like we weren't good in the regular season. We struggled at times in the postseason. We, we still won that s- that Kings series in seven, there's no way that this team could have gone another seven game series and then beat the most talented team left in, in the league. Yeah. Right, in Denver. Like that just wasn't going to happen.
1: Because the fall off on this team, like name wise and talent wise goes crazy after <laughs> you get past like the six men. It's like, uh...
0: yeah. And which is typically not bad. I think six man rotations and seven grand rotations are Okay. For the playoffs, they are, they uh, it's tougher when you've had guys who have played a trillion playoff series and, you know, time kind of catches up, especially King yeah. you can you play two game sevens to get to the conference finals. Plus, you've gone to the finals. Nine times or however, <laughs> however many of the Warriors have, I think it's eight. And yeah, there's the, a lot
1: of wear and tear. There's mm. a lot of wear and tear.
0: And so to play all these and force guys to play 42 minutes and it, mm-hmm. it, it's tough. And you kind of see that out of like LeBron right now, too, where it's. Like, sure. Man, he's been to a trillion finals, and he's played as so many playoff games, and it's like, yeah, he can't play forty-two minutes in series that are going this type of like. If he needs to win a game, he'll do it, but he can't do it every game. It's just not no. possible. And so you and you're I, kind of, and I know that.
1: I mentioned that I mentioned that earlier, like in our playoff preview. If if you're expecting LeBron to carry you every single game, like that, don't. 'Cause he's gonna get gas by the by the end of the playoffs. He's gonna be
0: tired, man. And that's just kinda the yeah. way it
1: goes. I mean it's understandable, like you're <laughs> you're just constantly playing double than what anybody else in the league is. So of course yeah. you're you're gonna start feeling that way. At some point it hits you. But LeBron's yeah. been
0: playing great and the Lakers
1: defense yeah. has been sensational.
0: Anthony Davis Every game has been great defensively. He has a lot of lapses offensively some games, and I don't fully understand why. Uh, LeBron's been pretty good, too. He needs to stop, to stop shooting threes pretty much altogether. But outside of that, LeBron's been very good in these playoffs also. Uh, playing great defense. He, he's not asserting himself in the paint as much as I'd probably like him to. He's going to have to do a lot more than that, or more of that in this series, because they don't really have a Draymond-type defender uh, over there in Denver. I know Aaron Gordon's a great Defender, and that's the guy that they put on people. But he is not Draymond, so LeBron's gonna have to get to the cup a lot more and create for them to kind of keep up with Denver offensively. I don't fully like this matchup at all for the Lakers, though. Gonna be tough. It's It's gonna gonna be be really tough tough. because we just saw what Jokic did to the Suns, and Yeah. yeah, DeAndre Ayton is potentially a liability on, like, every asset. I know he's a decent defender. Uh, not really a great one. He's not built to defend a guy like Jokic who can spread it out and shoot from mid-range and from three and drive and get you off the floor. Like, he can do everything, which is why Jokic is the best player in the world right now. But he got done dirty. And every, all the talk for a lot of this series was about Devin Booker because he was making insane shots, insane shots, and just... Scoring at crazy clips outside of the last game of the series, and Jokic was still outpacing Booker in terms of scoring, in terms of offensive efficiency, in terms of creating offense. Yeah. And I like, there's nothing I've ever seen like this Jamal Murray Jokic one-two game. It reminds me a lot of a Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash pick and roll from back in the day, but like on crack.
1: Oh, absolutely, because
0: Stoudemire was a very good player and he could shoot a little bit of a mid range, but like he didn't create the way that Jokic can. And obviously, like Jamal Murray is not as good as Steve Nash ever was, but he can run that that two man offense almost as good.
1: Yeah, this um this series is really gonna I feel come down to Anthony Davis and what he's going to be able to do to stop Jokic. This is where Anthony Davis is really, really, really going to earn his stripes, like legacy-wise, for, for the Lakers and his career. Because that that's who you got to go through, Jokic. You got to stop him, and you're the guy. There's nobody else on that team. Like, yeah, you could pull LeBron, but then that that's not it. You're the guy that got to deal with Jokic. What are you going to do about it? Try to just let him facilitate. Don't don't let him put up 40 plus another 13 assists. Yeah. Don't let him do that. Hold him to, like, 20, 25, like, 7 and a couple of rebounds. The, the, hardest, the hardest thing with Jokic, though, is, like, he doesn't need
0: to score 40. And that's what's so he crazy doesn't. about... Uh, that's what's so incredible about him. And there's so many guys who watch basketball or, like... And they'll like guys who score a lot, Joel Embiid's, the the Dame Lillard's of this world. But like when those guys go through cold streaks, they become liabilities. Like obviously, yeah. you still get traffic towards them because they are Dame and Embiid, uh, whoever else no. it might be, right, KD. Um, but when you have a guy who's okay, not only can do it, but is okay with scoring twelve in a game, Jokic no. can score twelve in a game, put up seventeen assists. His, his 12 in that game will be on 80%. And you're just like, man, yep. he dominated us. And he only shot the ball like seven times. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, like, what are you supposed to do about a guy who's that unselfish and is that like okay with an offense changing because of the way that he's getting looks? So even if Anthony yep. Davis is stopping him and, and Jokic is only putting up 17, 18,
1: 22 a game, whatever it is, well, the, re- the rest of the team is going to have to hold their weight on everybody else because AD has to go ahead and and ch- try to shut down Jokic. Try because you're not going to shut gonna him happen, down. Man. You got you to try to hold him and let everybody else do their job so they could kind of halt whatever he's facilitating as well and whatever they're making happen on their own. You, you got to stop that because that's the only way you're going to do this. You got to divide and conquer this Nuggets team. Because if, if you fall short on any part on anybody on this team, you're there's you're too cooked. many
0: there's too many good you're players cooked. on this roster. There's too many good yeah, players. are cooked. Bruce Brown is a great spot up. KCPs looked fantastic yeah. at points in this yeah. playoffs. Obviously, Michael Porter Jr. is a mini microwave. He reminds me so much of Jr. Smith. I know he's taller and just like probably yeah. more like physically gifted than Jr. was, but yeah. like he reminds me so of so much of just microwave Jr. Smith. It's it's actually really fun. I'm even Aaron Gordon, like that guy, can score. He can get a bucket, and he kind of hasn't had to in a lot of these playoffs because he's putting so much energy defending Booker and KD. And then even before it, that, like he's just had to guard Anthony Edwards and just
1: guard man, the best guy in the other team. They're deep. They're deep. But now, now you're gonna have to rely on guys like D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves. Like he, he's been balling, have been, but he's been fantastic. He's been fantastic. Keep, keep on doing this. Hachimura's been been going off every now and then. Like you're, you're gonna need these guys playing their hearts out because that's it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this is again it's it. a really
0: tough and, matchup.
1: And and I like um what Ham and LeBron have been doing like motivation wise in the locker room. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but they they're like, all right, we got level one, cool. We're going to level two, and and you got you got a little harder. Like you you got some bosses you got to fight all that. Now we're on level three, so to do all that. So it it, it's cool, um, cool little motivation strategy they got going on there. I like it. But you you're on level three. You (laughs) that this the this the boss before the final boss. What you gonna do? Yeah,
0: and you know you you better use
1: all your skill points.
0: (laughs) This is a there's a lot of legacies that can be made with these playoffs, too. And I mean mm-hmm. that's every year, right? That's every year. Uh, LeBron doesn't need to prove anything more, but this, like you said, is more of an Anthony Davis thing. Yeah. Uh, if LeBron wins this championship, I don't really see a way that LeBron isn't like considered the goat by everybody because like the the way that this team looked for a majority of the year, and then they get to the playoffs and they're able to play the extra play-in games and. Go through a really difficult route and all that stuff, right? Um, But this is, again, more of Anthony Davis. They only win the bubble championship. That trade sometimes is looked down on because of how much he gets injured, how much a lot of the guys that got traded have done well, right? Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle have looked fantastic at times. Josh Hart's a great role Mm -hmm. player. They got rid of a lot of really good guys for Anthony Davis. It was one championship that people don't give a lot of credit to, which is still stupid, but it is what it is. Uh, There's some legacy there. We've already made fun of Joel Embiid because you and I don't think he should have won MVP this season. Now here's Nikola Jokic, easily the best player in the playoffs this season. It hasn't really been close. He's just dominated. Plus 91 on his plus minus. Plus 91. That's how good he's been. That's hard to do as a starter because typically you lose a game or two. They've lost two games or three games, whatever it is. He's still plus 92. Unreal. So obviously yeah. Jokic has the legacy there. He's never won anything outside of the MVPs. Yeah, so didn't go get- go
1: ahead. Not not give me three three time uh MVP. I'll go ahead and win the NBA championship. And the okay. finals MVP, by the way. Because no. that's just okay. what it's gonna be. It's like, oh, cool. you don't
0: know, Yeah. Easy. <laughs> cool. It's so what Jokic, it's what Giannis did. Giannis didn't win yeah. his third MVP and he's like, Oh, okay, I'll just go win a title and a finals MVP. And now I'm like one well, of yeah. the greatest I ever played a game. Huh. Easy. okay yeah easy so that, that's what's on, that's on stake for Jokic. i don't think this is the last year for it so like it's not like a like if the if the nuggets yeah. lose this year they're gonna go get one more guy probably that can shoot a three and come back and be a little bit yeah, better I, or worse. I, just,
1: I just don't want the nuggets to keep on being that team right at the gate and falling short every year i, I really don't want them to be that team
0: yeah it, it's it sucks seeing those teams right it's because sometimes they have, like, that great player. Like, like the Damian Lillard yeah. Blazers. Like, they were so close. The uh, the Clippers, when they had Blake Griffin and all that. Like, they were so close several yeah. times. They probably should have done better. And they just couldn't get past whatever hump and whatever challenge it was. So, I'd love to see the Nuggets do that. Uh, Jimmy yeah, Butler. They only have so much time doing that. You only have a couple years. I mean, the Suns look like they're done already.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you bring in KD, and I think he shot 22% from three. And I mean it's not even the shooting it's just like you bring in KD No I know but that that's that's KD right there yeah. like you're bringing him so he could be that three point shooter people be one think of the best three point shooters a lot, in a lot of people history.
0: still consider KD to be the best player in the world and they have for a while and you add the best player in the world to a team with probably the best shooting guard in the world with Devin Booker and you get beat pretty handily 6 to 2 Yeah, that's not like a good sign right you get like this
1: would have been great for kd's legacy because okay yeah whatever everybody says snake you go to the winning team all that cool but there's something to be said that if you're being added to these teams and you're able to just okay now we're winning no matter what there's something to be said about that well however you want to look at it but now that that's not it now you got added to the best team ever and you guys won cool you got added to the Nets and the Suns. You didn't, so. But what what are we doing here? Yeah. Is it you? Are you the best, or were you just happen to be surrounded by by the best? I don't know. I don't yeah, that's know. conversation to to have in a couple years.
0: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't care about the legacy. We talked about that, but it, it, there is stuff to be said about it.
1: He um, doesn't, but at the same time, like when it's all said and done, I know KD's like just in his own bubble with a lot of stuff and he doesn't care. And I mean maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just he's playing. And when it's all said and done, he's gonna be one of those that da- guys that just disappears and doesn't really care. I don't know. Can't can't really say. Gonna be interested to see.
0: Yeah. The Chris Paul legacy is absolutely
1: cooked though. Oh, he's so cooked. cooked. He is so cooked. cooked.
0: Perpetual loser <laughs> Chris Paul. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Still one of the best point guards ever, but my goodness gracious. True disaster classes. Consistently. Chris Paul would have a ring if that Lakers deal went through.
1: It sucks. And that that's probably, like, the, the downfall in, in his life story. Like, everybody got that, that trajectory path that if you went this way or you didn't, things change and then that was definitely it for cp3 and it sucks it really does because i mean if if everything was like all shiny for cp3 like you said one one of the best point guards ever dude you could have been and now it's just you're always gonna have that dangling over your head like you're a loser That's it's great
0: it. it's crazy what winning those two because like yeah there was a point where we still thought Chris Paul was, like, better all-time than Steph, like, even after, like, his probably second championship. We're like, Chris Paul's, still, or, like, maybe not the second championship, but, you know, there was a point where Steph yeah. was being successful. He already had an MVP or two, yeah. and it's like, okay, Chris Paul still might be better all-time just because of numbers. Actually, it's like, you know, how long he's been doing it, this, that, and the other thing. It's not mm-hmm. even close now. Oh, no. It's not even, like, particularly close. Like, when you look at them in the same sentence, it's like, wow, every single year that Steph was probably, like, Starting his prime was better than Chris Paul. He won more than Chris Paul. He was crazy what winning those. Crazy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's wild. That that's why going going back to like Jokic, and I know you were gonna say Jimmy, uh, start talking about Jimmy earlier, and I'll let you go ahead and get on that. But that that's why both of them they need to try to take advantage of this. Cause if you add a ring to your resumes, now now you can get put into some conversations yeah, and that's what they
0: need. And I only wanted to bring up Jimmy because I don't think Jimmy ever thought he'd be in these conversations or even really wanted to be in these conversations. I think Jimmy just wanted to go out there and play the best basketball he can. And the fact that we're even able to potentially put him in these conversations where it's like, wow, Jimmy Butler's like, we come into the playoffs and it's like, okay, yeah, Jimmy's a top 15 player because of the way he plays in the playoffs. Uh, it's it's a pretty, pretty cool thing for him. I don't think there's a lot of legacy involved, but it is cool that he can have people really remember him. Yeah, despite like the never being a superstar caliber player, because Jimmy's always been great. He's been great since he's been in, in Chicago and he's had a couple failed experiments, obviously, with Minnesota. It didn't really work in, in Philly and this, that and the other thing. But, you know, he, he's put he's put on some great performances and, and been the guy. So it, it's really cool for him. So he can really assert himself in those conversations. Not that it cares matters to him. But the main guy, too, for Legacy here is Jason Tatum. A lot of guys still know that Jason can score and that he's really good. He's been, I think, five conference championships already now. He's like 25, so that's crazy. He's been the best player on pretty much all those teams, too, outside of maybe the Kyrie team. And Jason has a chance to put himself in that echelon. I know some people might think he is, but there's not really a world where I look at like a team and I'm like, I'd rather have Tatum over Jokic, Giannis, Sembi LeBron, KD, mm-hmm. Steph. Like, he's like right below them in terms of the guys that I want. Even maybe like Luka. Like, I don't, that's a fun conversation maybe to have Luka or Tatum. But uh, listen, the championship goes through Boston. They're going to be the best seed regardless of what happens now. So if they make it to the finals, they have home court advantage. Go to the finals. Show. Go play either the greatest or second greatest player of all time and like go play the two-time MVP in Jokic, beat one of them in the finals, that's a really impressive win. A really impressive legacy win. Yeah. So, uh that the, could be really cool four. for him. And he has so much time left in his career, too. Tatum will probably play another 12 seasons bearing any injuries. Like, he'll probably go and be really no. good until he's, like, 34, 35 at this rate. So, could be a really cool start. And the start's already happened, but, like, now yeah, he, raise, he's
1: so. already building it he's already building it and again th- this is why we, we start talking about legacies because you got four guys who and it, it's it's kind of cool to see because you got four legacy guys that can build upon it on each team and it's dope to see and i'm, I'm really excited to see how th- this is going to play out because again we have a straight bubble rematch. Yeah. It's not like just... I know we spoke about it um, a couple of weeks ago saying, oh, yeah, if, if it happens going all the way, you'll get the the Heat and the Lakers in the finals. But now you you got all four teams uh, as a bubble rematch with pretty much the same core. And the narrative well, is there for... Yeah, yeah. I well, it. you still got Jokic, you got Tatum, you, you got LeBron AD, you got Jimmy, like... And bam, like these guys are still there. Obviously, pieces are added, but the core is still there. And I think that's really interesting because now it's like, okay, we we had this weird, wild season in the bubble. Now everybody retooled The they're back. What's going to happen? So I'm I'm excited to see how that plays out.
0: Yeah, and I think it winds up being a reverse of last time. Last time was Lakers-Heat in the final. This time I think it's going to be Nuggets-Celtics. I think they're just better teams, deeper teams. And yeah. that's a final I'm really excited to see. It's yeah. one of the best offenses of all time versus just a really good and stout Boston team that tends to go on mm-hmm. stretches this year especially. They've kind of had some weird like defensive spe- like stretches or like, there's there's some, like, quarters where, like, the Celtics just don't miss a shot. So I'm excited to see that. Hopefully that's what we get, but I would not be mad at, like, a, a classic Lakers-Celtics final. Like, that's just
1: classic. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. That'd the only really one cool. I wouldn't
0: want is, like, Nuggets Heat. Like, that's, like, the lamest I don't in want terms that. of. Yeah, I don't want that at all. Because also, I'm, if I'm... the Nuggets play the Heat, that's a bloodbath. I That's a sweep. That's a yeah. sweep.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm happy any other way, just avoid that matchup at at all costs. I'm. I'm there.
0: You feel me? Like that. That yeah. one. Get, that one gets bad. and That one gets bad quick. At least in my opinion. But
1: no, I, I think you're 100 percent right with that because again, there there's a road for the Heat to make it, but there, <laughs> there there's a monster waiting for them, <laughs> and you you don't want to deal with that. Jokic Yo, put up um, 40 a game on the on yeah, the Heat. I'm. But we're on the same page with the finals, though. I know. I I think I made that pick either before the first round or after the first round for for Nuggets Celtics. Yeah, I think
0: I think it was before. I said Nuggets um, Bucks, maybe. So that's tough. But I said Nuggets Bucks. Yeah. So So that's that's how it goes. Yeah, easy stuff. Uh, I'm excited for the rest of the series. I'm, I'm happy to be watching this much basketball, though. It's been really fun, and. The NBA playoffs is a good time, and it's nice to see some new teams. It's not a Cavs-Warriors final, and that's something I can always put my thumb up to. So <laughs> shout out to that. Um, if you guys enjoyed this, make sure you like and subscribe down below. We will be back again next week. I know we missed last week, but I appreciate you guys hanging in there with us. Make sure you check us out on socials at Spectators Media. We'll be posting all week, as we always do, getting you up to date on the scores, the latest and greatest, and all that good stuff. And we'll see you guys next time. Hey, everybody. Peace. Later.